Hello there, everyone. Welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast, episode 70. Ladies and gentlemen, we finally made it to the good old 7-0. Congratulations, everyone. Well done. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined by Mr. Grey Kicks. Hello, sir. How are you, man? I'm good. 70 doesn't have quite a funny ring to it, though, does it? Do we have to be serious now that we made all the rude jokes last week? Um, No. Oh, good. Because that's, uh... that's like my whole MO, otherwise. <laughs> last week's what was our most listened to in five weeks. <laughs> so, so immaturity think, immaturity does win then yeah we yeah we know what penis. we're doing <laughs> uh, mr paul collett good evening sir how are you man i'm hot yeah you are what about the and weather it's also very hot mm-hmm. yeah sure <laughs> um yeah i'm good you all right yeah i'm all right man it's cool i heard your song today oh yeah that's a that's <laughs> a different someone's one, in a good mood <laughs> yeah goodness me i'm not sure where that came from i heard that i found that kind of like that that beat and i was like oh that's really nice so i thought i'd uh i thought i'd lay some despicable lyrics over it i thought it was pretty cool it was pretty cool you can yeah. tell you've got your head over heels in love right now so uh ah. <laughs> mr toby anderson good evening how are you man upstairs uh really hot same as paul um but i'm <laughs> full of cake so it's all good oh nice I just had lots of cake is there a celebration happening or? No, just we fancied cake. I love that. Got to do I it love... sometimes. Yeah. Just you want cake, get cake. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Uh, yeah, we do have a, a weird rule on the Vineyards podcast that fans, no matter how warm, are not allowed due to editing reasons. And poor Paul and Toby have had to turn those off this evening. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> you don't want a whirring fan in the background, do you? I mean, we're recording this on Sunday, uh, the 9th of August, and it's terribly warm. We're all in different parts of the world, or England, and uh, yeah, it seems to be a bit of a heatwave going on this weekend, which we shouldn't complain about, right? We're supposed to have a massive, massive deluge of thunderstorms over the next few days. Oh, I love yeah, a good but, thunderstorm. Oh, wow. So you've got a good to thunderstorm. The southeast over here, we get nothing apart from more muggy mugness. Southeast? <laughs> yeah, but London's full of mugs anyway, so. Boy, it's true. I'm more yeah. southeast than London. I'm in I'm in um, Portsmouth area. Oh. Uh, See, I... I love a good thunderstorm when I'm not out in it. Like there's something really Same. calming about just listening to torrential rain when you're indoors. I Same. love I like rain it. indoors, yeah. outdoors. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> rain rain in rain. I think we've, I think we've kind of uh, starts raining tonight. I tell you, good. We've kind of deviated <laughs> into a into a podcast about our feelings now. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Should we, uh, yeah. should we tell everyone what our amazing news was, Russ? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. If you uh, follow us on various social networks, you may already know this, but this week, Finger Guns got accepted onto Metacritic. Yay! Uh, The night that we found out, we all got on on Zoom and had a nice beer and Zoom conversation, patting each other on the back, getting very... Getting very real and emotional with each other. Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> you know, you know, it was important because we put off playing Fall Guys to talk about it. We did. Yeah, we did, and we haven't done that since. That's oh, yeah. that's that's mainly Fall Guys' fault because of their uh, server issues. But yeah, it's it's a really amazing thing, and you could see that from when we put it up on Twitter, and the reaction that we got from people was really lovely, and people seem to be really happy for us, and I'm very happy for us as well, and. It's just a lovely thing. I'm most happy for Sean, to be honest. Um, this yeah, has been like a life goal for him, isn't it? <laughs> this has been his white whale for for years, and um, yeah, I'm terribly proud. Uh, you may have noticed Sean's not with us this week. He's having a very well deserved uh, week off with his family, so uh, 
he isn't here, but he does. He did throw in a little statement regarding Metacritic. I'm going to read it for you now. I'm not going to do his accent because I can't. It still hasn't sunk in, he says. I see finger guns on Metacritic and I still get a little excited and half as better to come crashing down. To be critiquing games for more than a decade and to be recognized by Metacritic as an outlet that's deserving to be including on their platform is immensely exciting. The fact people have listened to our opinion on video games, even waited for them until making a purchasing decision, has always humbled me. But the fact that we've been selected to be alongside The Guardian, IGN, and the biggest and best outlets in the world has turned me into a wreck. Without this team of misfits, this would never have happened. And I'm so glad the five of us grabbed this opportunity by the bollocks. Thanks to everyone who supported us, and I'm happy we were able to prove you right. It's a wonderful thing, man. And I'm so, so happy for everyone, really. And... Yeah, it's all good. I don't know if anyone wants to add to that, but <laughs> it makes me it's warm and good. fuzzy. But that might just be the heat wave. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, like I said, I, I I know we we did all this emotional stuff on Wednesday, but like I said, I'm I'm really happy for like you three as a as a, I, I see you three like you Paul and um who's the other one Sean Sean I forgot, that guy. I forgot who I was talking to then <laughs> like, hey, big daddy finger guns wow whose names haven't I used um. Yeah, so I see like you three as as the sort of the veterans, even though Paul takes that as an old thing. Um, Boys, you, you three are like the veterans of the trade, and Toby and I have come along sort of like the final hurdle of a, just noobs. as a as a massive relay race for you guys, and we're like basking in it as well. But yeah, it's 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 nice. Like it's it's amazing for me, and I've only been doing it for two years. So for you guys, like that must be an insane achievement. Yeah, I mean. I think Sean said it as well the other day. You two were the final pieces of that particular puzzle that we needed. Yep. And the last two pushed, dishes, pushed yeah. you over that hurdle. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we all I think we were on course and we were doing well. Uh, but once Greg came along and his enthusiasm and the fact that he got finger guns because a lot of people don't, you know, they jump on and they're like, okay, this isn't for me and they disappear. But Greg stuck around and then brought along Toby Anderson and Toby brought all the furries and now we're on Metacritic. <laughs> I like to think there's not a correlation with that, but there definitely is. <laughs> all the furries, definitely was, yes, though, yeah. <laughs> furries rule the world. For, for me, it's like it's really nice because I, you know, me, Sean, and uh, Ross have been doing this for I was it ten years, maybe a bit longer than that, and uh, we've always wanted to get like a team together, like um, that, that share the passion. You know, we we don't pay people; we can only like, offer them game codes and so on and so forth. So it's very hard to get a. Um, writers on board and to stay around it's not one's fault is you know if they if they've got you know better things to do want to earn a bit of money whatever but we've had you guys come along and you stuck with us and we really appreciate it you've really helped us out you've um i know you just you just you get like ross said you're just that final piece in the puzzle and we've been sort of looking for you for like 10 years and now you're here this you know just so happens you know it's no coincidence we say that we now oh, are so words. It's all good. <laughs> i'm gonna cry you're gonna make me cry oh good um uh, Toby, as the newest member of Finger Guns, who only had to be here for like five months or something to get on Metacritic. <laughs> mm, that's um, pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I've got does, he, does he get an record. opinion this early on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun um, to help sort of just push you guys over that final hurdle, and as, as Greg put it. Um, but to be part of Finger Guns when you're reaching these heights and, and to be part of the fantastic success is, is really great. It's really humbling, to be honest. It's, um, I've really enjoyed it, and I'd hopefully it will carry on and go to even further heights. Oh man! Next step verified on Twitter. That's my that's my next goal. Let's <laughs> just see. Um, yeah, so it's great. Two big thumbs up. Two big thumb coaches up. Well done, everyone. Oh, you didn't. Oh, I have to. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not like they listen to this, is it? They're going to unfollow us now. I'm not going to mention any names, but yeah, we did get unfollowed after we announced it by certain you're people. Not, you're not going to stew on it. Nah, I'm not going to stew on it. 
Nah. Oh, the king oh, of puns is back. Greg, I oh. love you so much. <laughs> Cocky, too let's much. Not, let's not get too uh too elevated above our status. Yeah, we're supposed to be humble, aren't we? Like, oh, it's amazing. It's tricky when you've achieved this in just five months, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it out. I hadn't even thought of it like that. Fucking, to be honest, fucking authors, it. fucking authors, man, <laughs> and their complexes. Yeah, dear, dear. Awfully well, arrogant now. If you've uh, if you listen to us weekly or read our reviews. Or if you're a developer, a publisher, a PR, anyone that's had our back through this and likes what we do and are very happy for us, then thank you very, very much. Because Figure Guns wouldn't be what it is without the support of so many other people that make it make it happen. And we are eternally grateful. And I'm going to cry, so I'm going to crack on <laughs> with what we've been playing. So this in the week of Metacritic. Greg Kicks, what have you been playing? Oh, not a lot. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it earlier, and I thought, I haven't played very much this week. Still still shimmering, still not really doing much of the story, because I'm having too much fun wandering the landscape. Um, it makes me sound like a, a hypocrite, because I've never understood why people do that in Red Dead. Like, spend ages just trawling the land, because I get bored. But I'm doing it in Tsushima, just just finding stuff. Just just trawling about the land like a lone warrior. So, yeah, mostly that. Again, tried carry on. Can't get on with it. That's all I'm going to say. Third, it, really, third time wasn't even the charm. No, no. So I'm not going to waste more airtime talking about it. You can't carry can't on carry with on it. With it. We, yeah. um, and I'm playing a game for review that I can talk about. Can't I? There's no embargoes there. Nope. Uh, nope cool. Uh, called Double Kick Heroes on the Switch. And it is immense. It's. Do you guys remember? I think it was Rock Band that had the CGI trailer with them all like hanging off a bus as it's going down the highway. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's basically that the game. But um, you're in a Cadillac. There's a band of you, or you're a band even. Um, but it's it's like side scrolling. I, I don't want to keep comparing it to like Guitar Hero, but it, like, it's a rhythm game uh, with the the bar that scrolls along horizontally, and you hit like drum beats and snare beats and stuff with with various face and shoulder buttons to fire guns, and you're being chased by all kinds of things like zombies, dinosaurs, mutant dinosaurs. Um, a mutated plane, uh, killer rabbits, dogs, the KKK, and yeah, you just you, you hit the button. Yeah, <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. Well, they, they're <laughs> oh, not, that was a joke. <laughs> not, it's not the literal KKK, but they're more like, well, they're they're white hooded things that are being. Are they all the rock version of KKK? Well, it's in a level where you've got like a floating demon head that keeps resurrecting these white hooded figures. So I'm guessing that's the association. I don't know. Let's <laughs> um, see. But yeah, you, you fire like grenades and you snipe them, but it's all to the to the tune of the song, which is all like a lot of metal. It's not metal covers, and it's not it's not like the Guitar Hero thing where they've done like sessions artists like re-recording it. It's how do I explain it? It's like it's almost like a remix, like a session band's done a remix of a certain song or bits of that song. It, it sounds like they've got the original audio clips of the vocals, but they've remixed them to fit the game. And it's it's insane. It's going to get a very good score from me. But um, it's it's so nails. Like the difference goes from well, like like Guitar Hero. I've got to start making that comparison, which I try not to do in my review. But it's like you know Guitar Hero, you go easy and you got three buttons, and it's like oh medium. Let's try the fourth button. Hard. Here's all five buttons. The army bar. You know. <laughs> and yeah, there's a clip of me trying. In it, there's a there's a section of um like guest artists. So it's just other songs like a. Like the official versions of songs that you can play, and there's a Ukrainian band called Ginger, spelt with a J, and I thought I'd have a go on one of their levels. Didn't last very long. 
that 30 second clip I put on Twitter was literally as far as I got. So yeah, I've just been playing that. It's kind of doing that thing. There's a, there's a thing it's called when you you play um, rhythm games and you have that thing where you, your eyes get all blurry because the thing's scrolling. What's it called? It's not it's not like scroll eye. <laughs> that sounds like a scroll eye. <laughs> You start putting a weird Western accent on it. I might listen to you. Like lazy you know. Um, yeah, like you know when you when you play like a lot of Guitar Hero and you look off screen and you get that weird like contra zoom effect going on. I'm kind of getting sort of sort of like that. But yeah, yeah. So I so I'm kind of like adjusting to that because I haven't played a rhythm game in years. So that's not a negative on the game. That's just my boggly eyes not getting used to it. But I think that's really been it this week. Sushima Ring and and uh, did I review something this week? I can't remember now. It's been a heady. It's been a heady week. Mm. And now I think that's been it. Tsushima, yeah. Double Kick Heroes, and a bit, a bit of carry on. Now we're on. Uh, now we're on Metacritic. Our reviews have slowed right down. <laughs> yeah, we've we've reached that height now. We don't need to carry on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We can we can we can go back to IGN's rates of doing seventeen a month. I did notice you got a couple of trophies on Fall Guys. Oh yeah, I've had a little bash on Fall Guys, but nice. yeah, I didn't really think to mention that because everyone's been playing Fall Guys. Well, yeah, yeah. I like. I, I'm not sure if I love it as much as everyone else does, but it's fun. I think it needs your friends on there to play it. Yeah. Well, we'll get I there think, at some point. I think it's like that. Do you remember that Doritos Crash Course game that was free with the Xbox? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like that. You need to have like your mates chatting away and competing against them to, to make it fun. Yeah. Well, we'll make it happen at some point. Woo! I hope so, anyway. Paul Collett, have you got yourself in front of a console this week? Uh, yes, I have. Um, I've, I've, I've started to uh, try to keep away from it because my PS4 gets really hot and therefore it's hot and it's like... But um, I've been playing Tsushima, um, and I'm loving it. I absolutely love it. I am going to put this out there. It's like kind of my game of the year, maybe even of a generation, only because... Um, wow. I know, I know, I know. Um, only simply because um, it's got me back into gaming. I was in a right old flump. I don't know if you remember talking about, you know, games you've been playing. I've, nothing was interesting me whatsoever. Um, and Tsushima come along, and I'm right back into gaming again now so it's you know it's a good thing so that is me that's what i've been playing really i've tried to play four guys but i can't get on the servers so what greg was saying is absolute lie because not everyone has been playing it you see because i can't <laughs> get a game so <laughs> yeah it's uh, lie. Been, uh, i exaggerated <laughs> exactly. um, they, they had a very difficult uh, thursday and friday um, they basically turned the game off on friday all day but, yeah, um, so the day I free to play a bit of video game on Friday night is the day they shut it down. I mean, that's my life yeah. summed up in one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been there all weekend. So after this, you need to jump on. Yeah, I will. I'll give it a go tomorrow night. Actually, nice. Um, I need to get I need to get out of this flat and go for a walk later or something. It's so hot. So mm-hmm. yeah. So with uh, Tsushima, I mean, are you? Because I know you were in love with Streets of Rage four as well this year. Yes. So where where do you rank it? Is it above Streets of Rage? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's like, nice. like Greg says, it's like, not only is it it's absolutely beautiful game to look at, sometimes you just, you know, you might just swivel the camera around just to see what's around you, and suddenly there's this kind of uh, panorama, and you think, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. And you take photos of it, you've got to tweet it, you know. Um, but, yeah, you, you can just walk around, and you can just find various things to do. Um, granted, they're not, like, the most exciting things to do, but it's just, you know, because all the maps hidden at the start and so you know there's little pockets of, of uh, the fog of war i think they call it um which haven't been uncovered so you can walk over there and lo and behold there's a little thing you can do um there's random npcs around that tell you stories or they can give you little side missions and it's just 
and I think I said this last week, it just it just seems to bring gaming back right back down to its bare basics of being a game. It's a, it's a fun game. It's not trying to be like, I don't know, it's not trying to give give you as much as you want. Like, you know, it's just it's just, you know, here's a game, you've got some great combat, you've got some stealth, side missions, and that's all you've got to worry about. There's no there's no other bloatware on it. And it's just it's just such a nice game to play and the satisfying. When you get um when you get some of the like the the, the upgrades uh, we can like do like a stealth kill on three people at one go, and it's just oh, it's just very satisfying. Nice. I'm, I'm just yeah. So I'm just gonna you know it could be one of the first games I've actually completed all the side missions and all the main missions because that's the way it's going at the moment. So nice. That's quite something. There you go. Nice. Talking of uh, completing Ghost of Tsushima till its end, Toby Anderson, what have you been playing this week? I was gonna say that's a good segue into <laughs> I platinumed it a Yay! few days back. Well done, good work. Yay! <laughs> um, not quite as good as a platinum as the old Sekiro that Greg's been mentioning, but um, it's still a good platinum. I'm happy with it. It was a few hours at the end because I'd done the same thing as these two, and I'd gone through every side mission I could find. I'd completed all the tales before I got to the end of the storyline because you just end up just doing all these other things that actually that take you away from the storyline. But it's a great game. I I said last week it verges on tens in in many places. Um, even though I just I gave it a nine in the end on the review. Um, but yeah, really good game. Very much a contender for game of the year. I agree. I've also been playing a few other things though. Um, I am carrying on with um, 2064 Read Only Memories, which is a completely different thing. So little point and click pixel adventure. Um, you're basically searching for the missing maker or designer of a ROM, and a ROM, a Read Only Memory thing in this case is a little robot called Turing, um, who's very cute. He's basically like a smartphone. Um, with an AI attached, um, and his maker's gone missing, and he comes to find you. You're like a journalist, um, and it's all fully voiced. It's got an interesting sort of, you know, sort of mystery to it, where you're, where you're trying to find this, um, the maker of his, of this robot, and it's just got me really hooked. I'm, I'm really liking it. I think I'm about two thirds of the way through, so I'll probably finish it at some point later this, uh, this coming week. Um, it recently, in, in the last sort of chapter or so, I was playing, got into some really crazy gender politics as well. Um, like about what genders robots and AIs would have if they had a chance to choose their own genders and things. And I was like, this is getting very heady waters here. <laughs> we haven't even got the robots yet. <laughs> um, but it was uh, certainly an interesting, uh, interesting little um, conversation that was being had on there. I've also been diving back into Persona 5 Royal. Um, so I'm now, I've now hit 82 hours on that thing, um, which is, it's coming up to, well, I think the longest I spent on any game in the last couple of years was The Witcher 3, um, and that was about 125 at completion. So I'm on 80, and there's definitely two or three more massive dungeons, and each of those dungeons takes like 10 hours to do. So I'm definitely going to crack 100. But it's it's really good. I, I got a bit I got a bit out of it when a boss became just too too tricky. You had to do a very particular pattern rather than he was hard. Just a particular pattern to this boss. Um, and then The Last of Us 2 came out, and then Ghost of Tsushima needed to be platinumed, and uh, it's taken a little while to get back to it. But it's a great game. I've had, slammed another sort of 12 hours into that over the last few days. And um, for a for preview, I should say, um, I've been playing Eastern Exorcist. Um, it's an early access Steam title, um, and I can't talk a huge amount about it just yet. But the very basics are it's a side-scrolling 2D sort of Souls-like combat game uh, where... It's made by a Chinese developer. It's got lots of Chinese fantasy folklore in it. Um, and if that appeals to you, then there'll be a preview 
uh, up on the on the site on Friday the 14th, I think it is. But yeah, I can't really say much more about my opinion of it at this point. But again, it's it's just a preview. It's um it's not a full review build because it's going into um, early access on Steam. And the last little quick ones, I also had a little go on Fall Guys um, and on with Greg, to be honest, for, a, well, what was it, an hour maybe? Um, got a few of the very, very early trophies and fell off a lot of things. Oh, yeah, um, we did it on Wednesday, didn't we, after the it was fun. emotional podcast? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. But it's, um, again, it's it, I don't think I'm a sort of party game sort of person all that often it, it definitely depends on who you're playing with when you're playing how drunk you are all those kind of things and it can be really fun under those circumstances um but um, i think on my own i just would never bother um so yeah i hope it does well though it's really it's really funny well, so um, well, uh, some... if i'm just interject there a little story um my pal and his little boy they played uh four guys the other day and he, he couldn't wait to text me saying he's had the best fun he's ever had playing games with his kid playing Fall Guys so oh, yeah well that's so you know there's a oh, that's nice. nice little story yeah it's definitely that sort of a thing it would be very suitable for mm. for kids and and families and such um but yeah that's, that's mine um what about you Roscoe what have you been playing this week I've been playing Fall Guys Fall no. Guys is that it <laughs> Just I mean that's ones. literally it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah having an absolute blast obviously yeah um it came out on Tuesday I played it a lot on Tuesday night Wednesday night Thursday and Friday, the servers were down, more or less. And yeah, but the weekend has been a lot of Fall Guys. So yeah, I've been playing Fall Guys, Fall Guys, just all the Fall Guys. This podcast is brought to you by Fall Guys. <laughs> what do you buy Fall Guys? I've had one on PS4 and PC. Are you trying to get the SEO up by saying Fall Guys a lot? Fall Guys, <laughs> please sponsor us, Fall Guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm having a blast with it. It's just such a good time. And, you know, myself and Rachel have been sort of taking turns and, it's one of those games where it's just you 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 shout out that's absolute bullshit about a hundred times. Um, there's a certain level called uh, tail tag or something. We got to grab tails in order to win and sort of qualify through to the next round. And you can have the tail taken off you in like the last second of the game, and it's infuriating. But there's a vid- there's a little video of it on my Twitter about that particular level. But yeah, it's just it's just exactly what I wanted because. You know, The Last of Us 2, as, as great as it was, it really bummed me out. And so <laughs> I needed something like Fall Guys to come along and sort of remind me, oh, video games are fun, by the way. And so, you know, there's nothing I particularly totally wrong with I agree with that. Yeah. Bummed me out as well. <laughs> After, like, The Last of Us and Tsushima, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not, I haven't played Tsushima again. I'm really lax on it. I might start it again, actually, once I've got my TV. But, yeah, I just needed something to really bring me out of that misery funk. And Fall Guys is just the absolute tonic. So, yeah, I've got a review up, and now it's on the site if you want to go read it. And Misery Funk would be a good name for a band. It would. Should we start a band? Yeah. All right. That's the same sound they have. have. (laughs) (laughs) Miserable Funk funk by the sound of it. Yeah, but what is that? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've been playing a game called Darkersville Castle, which I'm reviewing, so I can't talk a lot about it yet. Um, It's a very funny point-and-click thing currently uh, available on PC and mobile. But it's coming out to Switch this week, and I can't talk about the Switch version, even though the game is already out. It's one of those embargoes. So, yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit next week. So that's been my life, Fall Guys. Fall Guys, Animal Crossing has been has been kind of deserted, really. Oh, my God, has it been relegated? A deserted island? Yeah, yeah although I was playing <laughs> last night, I was playing Animal Crossing in between Fall Guys levels whilst <laughs> it was loading, just to kind of catch up. But Yeah, God, my whole life is just bloody beans now. It's just a nightmare. 
Uh, right then, um, we haven't got a quiz because there's a lot to get through this week. Um, news has been coming thick and fast. And first up, we're going to talk about uh, PlayStation's State of Play, uh, which was this week showcasing a host of PS4, PSVR, and a couple of PSVR 5 games uh, that we can get into. We're not going to recap the entire thing because there was kind of far too many trailers, but yeah, it was an interesting one. Um, so much so that Toby had to remind me to put it in the rundown for this week's podcast because I'd <laughs> completely forgotten about it. I actually did as well until he said it. I was like, oh yeah, that happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a thing that happened. I mean, we've got we've got some we've got some big announcements. We got Crash Four had a nice uh, demonstration. Um, Hitman VR was pretty cool. Uh, the path is something. We'll go through it. So, uh, Greg, do you have any uh, any highlights from the list of trailers that you saw? Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your rundown. No, 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 it's fine. Um, Hitman VR would be the kind of game that would make me want to get a VR, and Absolutely. I don't say that lightly. But wow. like, I do like a Hitman game, and the idea of now I don't want to say this in case I'm being monitored, but the idea of pulling off slick assassinations in vr would be very cool so i don't know if i'm going to rush out and buy one for it but you know it's it looks good you've been um, monitored by there greg sorry i don't know <laughs> you never you never know who's listening yeah okay the, the cia agent through my um webcam <laughs> might be looking i like the look i liked the look of that uh hood outlaws and legends until they realized until they announced it was a bloody multiplayer bloody heist bloody game it's like oh why it could have been a spiritual successor to thief but no it's an online heisty bollocks games and you know that's never going to end well is it heisty bollocks yeah you know <laughs> you know you know it's the the, the the trailers and all the fake people playing it and they'd be like right you take this door and we'll go in this way you know what's really going to happen don't you you'll be stood there and three of your team are going to rush in and just fuck everything up and i'm like oh god give me a solo stealth Thief experience, please. No, I'm um, with you there, Greg. Let's suffer the same sort of thing for me that uh, Rainbow Six Siege suffered from. I, we got a review copy for that way back when, and I reviewed it. And obviously, if you play with your friend, it's probably kind of okay because you can plan your attack. But if you're just yeah. like trying to find a game online, you, a bunch of people haven't got mics, no one's talking, so you're just going through it. And it's just yeah, there's no, no strategy. Yeah. It's just yeah, let's exactly. just shoot everyone. So, if they're going to do a game like this, they should surely have like a single player thing, and then have the multiplayer thing tacked on. Surely, I'm with you, Greg. Yeah, definitely have like, um, you know, you know, ninjury kind of stealthy goodness. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What else did I really like? Look of that Anno mutation looks pretty good, except for her her weird running animation. I thought was a bit odd. I don't know why I pick up on those things, but yeah, I think she looked a bit odd in that. But it looks cyberpunky in goodness. Um. Obviously, Control's second expansion towards the end of the month. Woo! Yes. Does anyone Abby. know what all means yet? The, the, yeah, the Alan Wake experience. Oh, Alan Wake experience. See, I was just going with Alan Wake expansion and thinking but it was the lamest or, title. <laughs> um, that also sounds very rude. Or does mean something in-game as well. Like, is it alternate worlds experience? Oh, it's something... I've, I played it recently, I should know this, but it's also used in-game, so it ties in really well. Also, you two should hurry up and bloody play it. Um, when I finished the thirty odd hours I need on Persona Five. Yeah, yeah you don't need, you don't need to. Do I do. And I know we're going to talk about it in a bit, but I really like the look of uh, Aeon Must Die. But that's not going to come out, is it? But we'll talk about that. Mm, probably not. No. But yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> it. Uh, the Pathless looked a bit weird. Like like Paul said, it looked like Vanquish with a bow and arrow. Yeah, it, it's almost like a rhythm game, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you've got to constantly keep sliding and shooting things time and then yeah. weirdly enough i'm not interested in it but auto chess ah. well, that's, yeah. weird. that's not that the one i thought really you were going to mention at all no no i'm not looking i just said i'm not <laughs> looking forward to it but it caught it caught my eye being like 
huh, most out of place game in a trailer with bug snacks in it is a chess <laughs> game. Also, I really don't care for bug snacks. Uh, I don't understand what all the I don't understand what all the hype is. It looks bug snacks. It, it looks like one of those kids sort of Dora the Explorer crappy PS one. Not graphics wise, but that kind of like oh no, I don't get it. Yeah. It looks like Kitty's first Viva Pinata. Sold. Sold. I'm sold. <laughs> I mean, for yeah, that. that's 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 my sort of pick of the pick of the litter. Okay. Uh, Paul, did you get any highlights from the state of play? I did. Um, I was absolutely surprised at myself that I really like the look of Crash Crash Four. It 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 just looked like the sort of thing you want to just there put it. It's like gaming gaming in this generation's got really kind of like you know it's blown up, isn't it? It's massive. The games are massive. The worlds are massive. You've got so many stats to do this, that, and the other. And it's really nice to see a good old-fashioned 3D platformer. Um, it's something you don't see very often these days. So, And it just looked great, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that uh, mutation in a thing uh, game. <laughs> Again, weird running animation. I picked up on that as well. I'm not quite sure what that's all about. But I believe it's um, uh, I believe it's Anno Mutationum. That's the one. I think. Um, yeah, right. I was like, it is mutation, but it just sounds like it's got a few more sort of syllables on the end of yes. it. Yes, you can't really call it Anno either because there's an Anno already. Oh, Anno's the old war game, isn't it? Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a whole IP around Anno. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a that one's a bit of an enigma, um, but it looks great. I'm looking forward to it. it. Looks like a 2D hack and slasher, which is kind of like kind of thing I like. Um, and other than that, it's all a bit kind of a bit limp. It was just like a thing. Always a bunch of games you best show off. Hitman, Hitman VR probably be really good. I wouldn't buy it, go out and buy another VR headset to play it, though. And, yeah, that was it, really. It was all just very, very low-key. It's just like, oh, here's a bunch of games we forgot to put onto our original one or didn't have time to put onto our original uh, state of play. So here's a, know, a bunch of 10 games. Have a look, and we'll see you later. It's a bit weird. But even that was better than Microsoft's fucking world premiere teams. <laughs> so... <laughs> so uh, yeah, so you know, it's a nice, nice selection of games, lots of um, variety. Uh, the chess game did actually look quite good. I don't know if you guys ever played battle chess back in the day. That was good fun. So uh, with, with knights and stuff, and then they, they have little animations where they chop each other in half. That's it, yeah. You take, when yeah. you take over the knight, where it turns over to a thing and cuts them down or something. Sounds like it's Harry good, Potter but... chess. Yeah, exactly the same thing, probably, yeah. <laughs> this was like way back in the Atari ST days, so, you know. Uh, yeah, so that, yeah, just nice variety of games. Nothing really mind-blowing. You know, just nice general collection of games that appeal to pretty much anybody really oh that's mm. godfall didn't they godfall uh extended gameplay feature which did not interest me one bit i don't know why yeah can we talk about godfall for a second did that did that grab anyone's attention weird wasn't it no <laughs> it looks a bit like a sort of melee destiny doesn't it mm. it's, it's, it's got but it's got it's sort of gonna god be of war line it's a loot slasher. Yeah, looter slasher, exactly. Oh, and it, then, it looks like no. the combos and stuff are a bit like God of War rather than, you know, it's not it's not Ghost of Tsushima or that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of um, Absolver. Yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah. That sort of one, combat type thing. But I lost interest with it being online. Yeah, one thing I did pick up on uh, while they were talking, that long demonstration, was that there's no MTX, no microtransactions, and all of the content in the game is in the game. So there's no DLC coming afterwards. And it'll well. be 70 quid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is obviously so just a PS5. <laughs> but, you know, if it's all in, whatever. I, I don't know. We didn't, it didn't grab me to the extent that it's like the one more thing trailer at the end of the event. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, okay, Godfall, cool. Yeah, Godfall's still coming. 
Yep, doesn't excite me yet. I'm sure Sean loved it. I'm sure he's all going to be all over it. But uh, yeah, uh, sorry, Toby. Uh, what were your highlights from the state of play? I'll go for a couple that have not been mentioned um, that much. So I thought Pathless um, was really interesting as 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 early on. Um, obviously, Crash. I'll definitely play Crash, but you guys have talked about that already. Um, but Pathless, yeah, cell shaded, rhythm, archery sort of thing. And again, cell shading and more sliding. I just I don't understand where the link is in this. That but every cell shaded game seems to have a sliding mechanic of some kind in it um but that looked really fun um nice eagle that you could that everyone's everyone online is getting really um happy that you can pet the eagle and like rub its feathers and make oh, it feel a, better and all that stuff yeah now. that's a big thing in, in gaming <laughs> yeah. communities yeah, can you, you pet have, this animal you've got to be able to pet the fox in 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 ghost of tsushima and now you can pet yeah. the eagle in this one I'd be, i'm worried about where the petting thing will go next um genshin impact um, clearly didn't interest anyone else but me. Um, but again, another sort of cell shading sort of beautiful thing. But it's um, it's an RPG that's definitely been inspired by Breath of the Wild. And I think if I remember correctly, Greg can correct me on this, but it was the one where a bunch of individuals at a convention got so annoyed that it had ripped off Breath of the Wild that they smashed their PS4s on the floor in protest. Wait, what? I hadn't heard this story. Okay. <laughs> so I've heard this that story. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, the, supposedly this was this happened at a convention last year when this was first announced and a bunch of people who were saying sony you've you've failed me etc etc they, they might they might have been nintendo sort of nerds but at the same time they they brought ps4s and they smashed them on the floor at the convention um and just bizarre that's a bizarre thing to do what a, <laughs> a furious playstation 4 in protest to sony's promotion yeah at cool. Chinese Gaming Expo China Joy. To show there his disdain go. for Genshin Impact, the Sony's promotion <laughs> of the game, the attendee pulled a PS4 Pro Oh, even worse. out of his backpack and smashed it on the ground in front of a group of onlookers. Oh, fucking so, hell. So, so why? A couple, couple of questions on it, though. He had to bring that PS4 with him. Yep. Right? Why did he bring it with him? Yep. Did he know he was going to already smash it? Did he know about the game already? Uh, it, there's a few questions was it already? That. If it was a bricked console, <laughs> then fair enough. But, like... That's a that's a, uh, why a PS Pro like why a Pro they're expensive. <laughs> that's the bit that's really yeah like why the most expensive one. Anyway, um, um, they mention <laughs> a Chinese knockoff of Breath of. Well, it's right. not. That's the thing. That's what I was going to explain next. So it's not really a knockoff. It's not it's, homage, if anything. It's got a lot of other things to it. It's not really got the same um, combat styles. It's not really got the same sort of idea of you know going from dungeon to dungeon with lots of, with with one character. It's a slew of characters. There's like twenty different characters that you can have loads and loads of weird elemental magic and weird combinations that you can do with this magic where you can make elemental explosions and such that will hurt the enemies um i think it personally looks more like tales than it does um breath of like the wild although i can see world tales wild. game well there's been a open world tales game um zesteria was open world but well, so, was, that's so was vesperia they're all oh, open world rpgs so, aren't they yeah <laughs> Although it's a world map rather than open world. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Fair was technically open world, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it looks like those to me. Um, so I don't see what the you know PS4 smashing is all about. Um, but it's meant to be really cool. I mean, it, it's got some kind of a, you know, you know, like the looter slasher and the Destiny model and all these things. There's some model to it where you're getting more characters in coming months and stuff, which I don't see how it work in an RPG that's, you know, basically single player. Um, but um, it, it might be more like you know um, Overwatch or something that kind of uh, you know get, get another character as you go. Uh, so that one definitely was interesting. I totally agree. Anno Mutationum looked really cool, and as I've looked into it, it's some kind of a mix of a Metroidvania to 2.5D side-scrolling hack and slash and a cyberpunk life sim and detective tale. 
So yeah. it's got a whole lot to it, that one. Um, but it looks really, really great little animations and such. And I, I appreciate the running looked funny, but the rest of the world looks like you've gone into cloud punk or something and you've just been able to live there. It looks great. What else is what about, what else what about Braid? Page? Braid getting a bloody re-release. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Why? Spelunky Bra- 2. Not, not why Similar. did you see that coming. I mean, why is Braid getting a re-release? <laughs> I think it was a bit of an indie darling, wasn't it? It's like it was never. Big... It was never on PlayStation, was it? So, I um I couldn't get in. I couldn't. I can't even get myself to look at that game, Braid, simply because that main character design is so awful. That guy's face, you want to punch it all the time, <laughs> do you not? <laughs> Tim, oh, Tim in his little suit. I don't oh, like man, it either. Seriously. I agree. It's the <laughs> never, worst never, character. Never was the one no. I wanted to go and play. Yeah, that's for sure. I don't like it because I couldn't do it. Well, who's there? I just didn't like the character. Looked like a douchebag. So. Um, what else <laughs> came to mind? There's there's two other ones maybe that came to mind. Um, pedestrian, no one's mentioned, which was kind of cool. I think that's the kind of thing that Sean might like, where you sort of it's made up of warning signs and instruction infographics and things, um, and you guide a little human icon across those signs by creating little it's routes like the, between the signs. It's like the witness for risk assessors. Yes, <laughs> that's it. It seemed to have a lot of like foreground and background stuff, and it looked very mm. clever. So I'll, I'll probably check that out at some point. And totally, Aeon Must Die looks amazing, but yeah, that's it's Aeon is already dead, I think. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe lastly, Temtem coming to um, PS4. That's or that's on early access at the moment on Steam, getting a lot of um, play. But if that's if there's a ripoff going here, it's not the it's not Genshin Impact. It's Temtem because that's definitely a Pokemon ripoff. I mean, it's um, definitely a Pokemon ripoff. <laughs> there's no way, there's no other way to say it. But yeah, it looks kind of fun and nice, though. I like it. Cool. Okay, well that's every single game mentioned then. You reckon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing not mentioned was Vader Immortal, uh, yeah. which is the PS5 Star Wars game, which apparently yeah, is only about cool. it's only about an hour long. But uh, yeah, it's that's coming to cool. PSVR. It's been on Oculus Quest for a while. And uh, yeah, that's about it really. But yeah, I got any, uh, yeah, any favorites? Um, I got excited about the Pathless. Uh, that looked really cool. Um, Spelunky 2 is like Twitter. I was following Twitter while it was on. Twitter went absolutely insane. People are very excited about Spelunky yeah, 2. Yeah, why? Just... Spelunky was just a massive hit, wasn't it? And... Yeah, I guess so. But I think I'm doing that 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 thing of going because I didn't like it. I don't understand what the fuss is about. Yeah, which is fair enough. You know, it's not for you, but it's it's got an audience, so it's gonna it's gonna do well, I think. Um, Hood looks really cool. That is a game that I do want to play, and I do want to play with same... like. Oh, sorry. I think I've got the same problem with Hood as as um, Greg. It, that, that PvP multiplayer thing just makes it look like the bad multiplayer of Assassin's Creed. I'm just not interested. Whoa, in whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Don't you start. The Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer was amazing. <laughs> All right. I never played more than about three hours of it. I was done. Well, clearly, you weren't very good at it. Um, <laughs> I didn't like it. That's a uh, that's a topic for another podcast. Yeah. Hush, man. <laughs> Considering I don't Sorry, play multiplayer games very often, that's uh, that's high praise for me. Yeah, for not, sure. Not not that you weren't very good at it. I mean that it was really good. Uh, yeah, Hood looks really cool. When I was watching it, I was like, "This is this a Robin Hood game?" I started to get that kind of impression, and it seems to be a kind of Robin Hood esque game, which is cool. I haven't seen many Robin Hood games, you know. Fight the rich, give to the needy, that kind of thing. Team up, me, Paul, and Sean banding together, taking on bad guys. Sounds good to me. Then. Yeah, I guess that was about it, really. It wasn't a game-changing event by any means, but it was a fun way to sort of see games that are coming out slowly but surely, ticking along. I believe Hitman 3 is next-gen only, isn't it? Or is it coming out this gen as well? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I mean, obviously it was on the PS5 showcase, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's only on that. No, sure. I don't know. 
Yeah, I'll have to look into that. We should probably yeah. search before we do a podcast, shouldn't we? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And also Bugsnax, because I'm just so curious. That's oh, no, it's coming out on current gen as well. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Is that um, VR Bugsnax? Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> I, saw, I, I, I mean, I, unfortunately, when that was playing, the phone rang. So I, was, I was on the phone, so I caught, caught it out a glimpse of my eye. But there's a lot of first person VR looking kind of uh, controlling going on. Oh, well, I've just missed, missed it or misunderstood it. I don't know, whatever. Still looks shit, Hey, how dare you? How dare you? Oh, dare, man. Come at me. I'm, I'm team, uh, team, team Collar on this one because it does look <laughs> terrible. I found myself <laughs> uh, watching our PS5 reveal video earlier. It came up in my recommendations. I was like, oh, yeah, I did that. Let's watch that. And, Greg, you were you were quietly excited about Bugsnacks. You were like, what is this? I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, and then I – that was at the start, and then I was like, oh, no. Just He's not. changed his tune. I, yeah. <laughs> I changed my opinion on a dime when I actually saw the game and went, oh, God. That's the thing. This. I think we've seen the game play this time, and it looks like some kind of very strange Pikmin, like, and everything's turning into a Pikmin snack. Into this. Why the hell would you want to – not play a new Pikmin. I just oh, again, I didn't get along with Pikmin. Fine, well, I don't even know you guys bugs. anymore. <laughs> if we get I'm allowed a, to like, I don't like. All right. <laughs> if we if we get a code, if we get a Bugsnax code, dibs. All right, that's mine. Oh yeah, that, that is all yours. That's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna review it for you it. and then like review it ironically. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put I'll put review in quotation marks all the time. This review of Bugsnax. <laughs> and we're off Metacritic. <laughs> uh, right there but yes as we've been discussing there was one game which whilst we were watching the event we were talking in the slack together and we were like what is this this looks amazing it was this side-scrolling beat-em-up called aeon must die and myself and toby both went okay that's the highlight of the show so far that was amazing day one and then uh, the state of play ended and a absolute shower of shit came out about this game very suddenly, very quickly, and exploded without warning. And it would appear that Aeon Must Die is dead. Um, I'm going to throw this one over to Toby, who can get into the nitty-gritty of it. But what the hell happened? Okay, so I've got a bit of a, a little thing I've written about it. Um, so I'll try and read through that and give you the gist of, of how it goes. So, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is kind of insane. Um, what we should probably say first is that um, this is all alleged. So we only have one side of the story at this point. The devs themselves have, um, you know, have, have leaked a bunch of documents and, and put them up on Twitter and Facebook and, and YouTube and said, this is what's happened, um, which I'll go through in just a second. Um, but we don't know, you know, the other side of the story. We don't know the full publisher side of the story. So I have to be a little bit careful. But just as long as we're understanding that everything is alleged at this point, um, then, then we'll go from there. Um, so, yeah, mere minutes after the state of play or even during it, um, another version of the trailer appeared online um and from a youtube and twitter user called erky poots um and it said it was basically the same trailer but it was like there was a couple of tiny tiny differences um it basically said this trailer was created with abuse manipulation and theft find out the truth about the development of this game here and then there was a dropbox link which i'll cover in a second um which had linked to a whole load of documents um, it continued people who have worked on every shot of this are no longer in the company holding ip rights some were not even paid for their work and this trailer has been pen a pending conflict of ip the real ip for the game was stolen from the creators via foul play and final reaction from the publisher to this information remains to be seen so limestone games is the is the uh, development studio for uh, for aeon must die 
Um, and it transpires that eight of the devs from Limestone quit the studio around a week or so before um, this trailer came out um, over allegations that they had been abused at work, forced to work punishing sort of 12 to 16 hour crunch days for the last year or so, uh, threatened by their CEO, um, manipulated into getting into sort of giving away the their IP um, into it's sort of a strange thing where the forms were were uh, some kind of manipulation on the forms uh, to the CEO of the company um, and that's again all, all alleged by these devs who have left the company so if you open the Dropbox link there's a dump of redacted documents in there which uh, something like a sort of WikiLeaks uh, dump and there's an in-depth intro document explaining the situation from the dev side dozens of um, testimonials from the devs who left and a few others who are still at the studio um, about the terrible crunch hours and abusive work environment and some of them didn't get paid for obviously for uh, for what they'd done so there was a lack of pay for many of these creatives that were that were working on it and there's a lot of back and forth emails regarding the threats and resignations and a whole document that seems to list stolen software that the studio had been using to make the game so clearly Lots of terrible stuff, which kind of reminds me of a few other um, stories we've seen around this kind of thing, which I'm, I'm sure we can touch on. Team Bondi, for example, things like that that's happened in the past. Um, Focus Home Interactive, who are the publishers, have responded on Twitter um, saying that they're looking into this now. Um, so we will watch this space to see you know, what's what their reaction to this is, what they're going to do about the IP. Because it's, it's not them who's taken the IP, it's the, um, it's the CEO who is who's the one who's been accused of taking the IP. Um, but they're obviously the publisher, so if they go ahead and publish it, they're they're publishing what is a, you know essentially a um, a stolen IP. But judging by what was in the do document dump, again, it's alleged that Focus had been contacted by the devs at least once already, um, and I had asked for their help against the CEO, um, but Focus Home had not done anything um, at that point and had allegedly also outed them to their CEO in a return email. So we will see what they come out with, um, and whether anyone will you know, we'll really believe them. My, that's the end of the factual bit. My opinion on this, um, I mean, and obviously, I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> stop, yeah, she was got there for a second. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely mad. So, how, how, how can, I mean, my, my angle of this is on PlayStation. I mean, that's exactly it. What is Sony? Where is Sony way in here? How could they not been aware of this before yeah, they threw the trailer their into their state of play? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really bad. There's, I mean, there's a lot to get through here, but shit. Does anyone want to <laughs> start <laughs> start with that? Lot? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it was That's just right. like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I I knew it was bad, but as you were listening it, I was like, what, what? What? I, I've what? had a read of a lot of the documents, and yeah, some of them are insane. There's a lot of stuff about um them being paid under the table to avoid taxes um, and to, they, they did the thing where they were trying to get everything finished for the game by 2019 which would have involved 20 odd hour days for everyone involved and they eventually missed that and weren't able to do it and that's why it's now 2020 or 2021 so the whole thing's just been insane to be honest I mean we've been we were saying earlier Aeon is probably dead to be honest um, so it remains to be seen you know where in the process the dev team are at this point or where where they were when they left you know how how built was the game will it release as it is or does the ip get contested in court you know is it in a fit state to be released can you know and, and if they do that if you if you actually release it are you stealing their ip you know and that where, where does, where's the money mm. going so it's possible that it won't come out when it says since it's because it says 21 
at this point. Um, it could take months in court, if not years, to sort that that kind of thing. Um, so I would say no one should expect it in 2021. <laughs> that seems very unlikely at this point. Um, and even if it does, um, unless the IP is in the hands of those it should be, and hopefully Focus does something about it, um, then I don't feel the right to be lining the pockets of potentially mm. someone who has been engaging in a lot of um, bad practices and potentially even criminal practices, allegedly. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, like like I said at the top, me and you went, oh, well, that, that looks amazing. It does. That's really? A, that's a day one for sure. And then just like within the space of 30 minutes, it became, well, I'm never fucking touching that game ever. <laughs> and I don't know, man. It's weird. I mean, what's your opinion on Focus's, Focus Home's angle on this? Because even if they're looking into it, are they completely innocent in not knowing what was going on at that development studio? Well, according to the devs, they had emailed Focus and said, this is what's happening. They gave them a number of those documents and what actually happened in, in instead was that Focus sent emails back that included their CEO and basically outed them. So that's the only thing we know, or at least we think we know that Focus has done so far. What is Focus's role in it? I mean, that's tricky. It's well, they're, I'm, they're the, their, I'm just reading their statement and they kind they, of, yeah. they're kind of like, it's that one sentence that says, blah, let me try that again. It's the one sentence that says these grievances are directed at Limestone, their direct employer. And that yes. doesn't look like that doesn't look like redirection. It looks like they're saying, don't take it out on us. We will look into it. I mean, there isn't you've got like you guys have said, there's an element of did they really know what was going on or are they just hoping for the best and hoping it will ride out? Or did they just genuinely not know? It's it's mm. hard to tell. You know, and as you say, the. It's definitely the CEO that everything is aimed at within the documents. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like, aimed like, at focus. No, no. Like you said, um, you mean the CEO of Limestone? The CEO of Limestone. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you said, you, you touched on it earlier. And I won't go too in-depth with it. But the same thing uh, with Team Bondi, with Brandon Namara, McNamara, whatever his name mm. was. He was a massive douche by the sounds of it. And it pretty much disbanded Team Bondi after uh, off the back of L.A. Noire. Which is why we never saw like Horror of the Orient. Um, Indeed, because he mm. that wasn't going to be a rock star thing. That was going to be Namara went somewhere else and tried to rekindle it, and then no one touch it. I think well, I think over the time with all these allegations coming out, everyone went, "I'm not touching that at all." Yeah, you're right. And so yeah, we could see a similar that, um, He took that that face recognition technology with him, didn't he? Yeah, that's, that's why we never that. saw it again. I think yeah, that was what, that was a Team Mondi or McNamara thing. Original. I'm going to keep getting his name wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing with this. Like, we don't know. I'm not... When I see alleged, I'm always like... I don't like doing that devil's advocate thing of going like, oh, there's two sides to every story, because this is quite a weighty allegation. Mm. But um, yeah, it's like... If it is there's one a lot of stuff being a shitbag, then get rid of that person and hopefully try and salvage what looks like an amazing game but at the same time if nothing gets done it's it's blood money isn't it if you're supporting that and it's been made by shady practices there's there's integrity of look like buying a good looking game but you know it's going to shit people it's like i don't mean this as a joke but it's like say you bought a Lost Profits album on iTunes, you know a percentage of that is going to Ian Watkins or his estate or whatever. Or even 
like a Gary Glitter album. I'm not yeah, equating any. I'm not equating <laughs> anything from Limestone to Peter Philip. That's just the first example <laughs> I can think of. So don't take that out of context. But it's that thing, isn't it? It's like separating the art from the artist is one thing, but then there's you're lining the pockets of the artist, and it's like, uh, does it feel good? This this game could come out under better pretense and circumstance, but if that CEO is still involved, then yeah, you are. And who, well, in, it, in his position, at, and he's at got the moment. To, at the moment, it's who owns the rights and therefore who gets yeah, that money because those people have left. So unless they get, like you said, if they if focus into intervene um, or someone buys the studio or something like that and is able to remove that guy and then give the IP back to, you know, yeah, exactly. the basic team and then it gets released. Um, that's kind of the only good version of events that yeah. kind of exist for it. Like you said, if he owns the IP and he goes, well, well, fuck you, I'm taking my ball and going home, then we lose a good game and he we gets away with it. it. Yeah, or he releases it, and or he releases it, and then yeah, it'll be the new hatred. You know, that game. Look, there was no shadiness behind hatred. Just no one. Mm. It, it got it got loads of negative press because of the content, and everyone went, yeah, well, it's a crap game. So yeah, well, people are going to want to support the developers rather than him, aren't they? Yeah. So if yeah. if if it does release, then it'll it'll tank because it's like, well, it's not directly. They'd be. Um, Foolish to release it like this, wouldn't they? Really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, focus I mean, home, and we're talking about them, and like, as a publisher, they've dropped things like what the Surge Two, SnowRunner, uh, yeah, Vampire, yeah. Plague Tale, Innocence, Plague Tale. You know, yeah, amazing. These are these are big games, and I'm on their website now, and Aeon Must Die is still very much on there. It's still yeah. the the launch trailers there and everything, and you know, this they're not kind of shying away from it. They're kind of being pretty. Like yeah, this is still a thing that's happening. We'll we'll investigate it, and yeah, they're not they're not, they're not hiding from it. Well, they're not saying never say never to it yet, but they're also not yeah. confirming anything. Yeah, and, and they're obviously they're also um, publishing uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends. So. Yeah, exactly. So we can't and like 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 Toby, you did ask, and I don't know if we can really mention this because we talked about it in Slack, but you did say like the, the whole focus home thing. Should we be supporting them? I mean. They're just a publisher at the end of the day, aren't they? So I, yeah, I, I I agree. I think it's more. Uh, the more I've looked into it, the more it seems to be directed at the CEO. Focus Home need to do something about it, but mm. they're not necessarily the ones that it's being aimed at. So we no, will see. But it's a problem with being published. It's the same with like, well, again, to use the band analogy, it's always the front man that gets those shit if a band's being an arsehole, isn't it? So yeah, hopefully Focus Home don't get the unfair ire and people go no you're pu- you're publishing a game that's awful yeah uh, awful but at the same time if if they've done terrible things there then they, the ire is not unfair so yeah. it will have to we'll have to wait and see on it a lot because yeah. we just don't know enough of the information too too much is actually oh, what's going on oh sorry that's a very loud car outside my window <laughs> um i have no control depend, of that sorry it, it will depend on yeah how it how it plays out from here um what what they decide to do about it um, and you know, if if Focus decide that they've that it's had enough um, sort of bad press that they want to make some, you know, make a actual big deal out of it and and get the IP rights back and all that kind of stuff, then then great. But there has been one or two other cases in the past where um, Focus have done something strange with IPs. So the um, the team is it Frogwares who did the Sherlock Holmes games. Okay. There is a number of. Yeah allegations again that um that all the sherlock holmes stuff was removed from all the storefronts because again the ip was owned by the publisher and none of the developers knew that it was being removed and their entire source of income was stopped but they don't know why so it's not the first time focus has come into 
fire or come under fire about something to do with IPs. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh. I mean, I just, I, what is Focus's move? I mean, if it does turn out that they had nothing to do with it, do they, do they drop the game? Do they make it look for another publisher? Or do they fully investigate it? Do they go into there and try and pull the game out from the record that it's currently in? Just don't know. I mean, mm. the uh, if the CEO owns the IP, which is where we think we're at, then uh, he could he could never release that, and then everything that they do with it would be illegal. Um, or they could take it through court and you know lose a year doing it through court. Uh, eventually, be able to release it. It could be that the publishers take that IP back off of him because publisher must have some control over IP, um, and then return it to the, its rightful owners. Um, and then that might well be the, the best course of action. Um, but yeah, you just don't know how, what companies in those kind of positions will do. They're, they're rightfully getting a lot of press about it. And hopefully that is, you know, a, a big stick that will that will mean they do something productive about it. Because um, there's a lot of allegations there and it's definitely not not good. Hopefully bringing it into the spotlight will help. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the developers have been very vocal about it, mm. and they're not shying away. They're not. They don't appear to be afraid of their jobs or anything. But maybe there isn't a job worth fighting for. You know, nothing to lose, kind of thing. Yeah. Man, big stuff. Um, well, we're going to keep an eye on this one, and we hope one day that we can jump onto Aeon Must Die because it looks whatever the developers have gone through, it's really quite awful and horrible. Um, but their work is looks pretty fantastic. So, but again, it's tainted. I don't know if I should say good <laughs> things about it. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is still alleged, though, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everything uh, has to yeah. be alleged at this point. Yeah, it's on that boy anyway. Screw it. It looks too good. <laughs> if it comes out, <laughs> if it even comes out, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm joking. No. <laughs> you know, but but that, you know, unless you know, there's some definite stuff going on. We've got to take everything with a pinch of salt. It could just be like some disgruntled employees who it just got to yump the guy. Girl, whoever, do you know what I mean? It's just like until it's like I could I could write letters about my old bosses and put them in Dropbox and you know um, and do a number on him because he was a git. But what are you gonna do? You know, I suppose potentially that is possible. There's a there's a lot there for it, it to have just, been fabricated. Yeah, it it but, could be just they got they got pissed off they didn't get a pay rise now they're trying. Yeah, to, that's, that's the problem with the internet now. It, it's a lot of trial by internet, isn't there? And you see a lot of people getting damned. Because one person goes, hey, so-and-so did this. And then it gets, all it takes is a crowd of people to yeah. kick off. And then people are getting accused of all sorts. You know, This is definitely why we should say it's alleged at this point. We yes, just, we've, I think we've said that about four of our times. Just to be definitely sure. <laughs> right. Guys, it's alleged, okay? Yeah. Is it alleged? Is it, we yeah. don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we were, we, we were very careful on that one, I believe. <laughs> I think we've covered ourselves <laughs> quite enough. Uh, right then, let's move on. Let's look at something positive. Rocksteady. Have a real their video game. Do you remember Rocksteady? Although oh, makes oh, some sort of yeah, yeah. lower, you know, like lesser known superhero game series. Fuck snacks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I done. Uh, I would yes. walk out, but we've just got Metacritic approval, so now would be the worst time to leave. Ah. <laughs> oh, anyway, yes. Well, Rocksteady, if you remember, way back in the day, they made Batman games, and they went quiet for. I want to say five years. Yeah. Uh, 2015 was Arkham Knight, wasn't it? Yeah. And about five years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. They disappeared off the face of the planet. And 
this week they've just tweeted out that they're making a Suicide Squad game. Um, it's been rumored for a little while. Eurogamer had this story back in June, but Rocksteady were very quiet, and we assumed that it would be revealed at the DC Fandom, which is going on at the end of the month, which has been confirmed now. Uh, so yeah, Rocksteady making a Suicide Squad game. There's very little we know about it so far. Um, I'm going to take this over to our number one DC fanboy, Mr. Paul Collett. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about a game where you possibly the rumor is you have to take down the justice league and put a bullet in the head of your beloved superman when, when that artwork got tweeted i thought that looks great that's a really good piece of artwork um and i thought then i thought well i'm not really excited by this because all i can imagine at the moment is a uh, uh like a version of avengers but with the suicide squad um, and I'm, I'm struggling to get excited by the Avengers as it is, and the Suicide Squad, which are a lot lesser known uh, sort of characters, so to speak. Um, I'm finding hard to. I mean, I have a lot of faith in Rocksteady, and the Batman games were fantastic, apart from the last one. Um, but at the moment, I just feel it feels like it's going to be like the Avengers, but with uh, fucking Deadshot and Boomerang Man, whatever his name is. It's just like. Captain Boomerang. Yes, it, Captain Boomerang. I'm just like, I just can't get excited for it. I saw when I saw like Superman there, I thought, oh, it's gonna be a Superman game, and he's gonna be fighting the Suicide Squad. But it doesn't seem like that way, and that's really upsetting. I need another Superman game. I mean, it looks like people have done a deep dive into that poster, as you can imagine, because there's nothing else to go on. For sure. And it looks like Superman's eyes are purple, or oh, it could be, uh, could be Bizarro, couldn't it? Bizarro is yeah. the rumor right now. Yeah, the uh, the Justice League have been taken over, and it's up to the Suicide Squad to take them down. Which you know sounds like fun. I mean, if it anyone's gonna own. make if anyone's gonna make a game that can rival the Avengers, um, it's got to be Rocksteady, isn't it? For sure. They've honed their crap with Batman. Even like Paul said, Arkham Knight was a bit guff in the story department. And all these stupid Riddler challenges, but it was still a cracking game. But like, if you think like, think of the like the Suicide Squad characters. There's, there's, there's no one in there really, maybe apart from Harley Quinn. I'd actually want to play. I mean, you know, you got uh, uh, well, yeah, who? Fucking Killer Croc. Oh, great. Oh, there's Hulk. <laughs> We're called Killer Croc. Uh, I don't know. A Hulk Croc off would be quite good. The Hulk. <laughs> there's not there's not many Croc-off, games yeah. where you play as the Joker. He's always Is he going to be in the Suicide Squad though. I mean, they, they have to, don't they, surely? Probably his DLC. But he's barely in the film, wasn't he, really, <laughs> to be honest. So, you yeah, know. PS5 exclusivity, the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got, you know, I have to I have to keep my faith with rock, with rock Steady, but um, at the moment, I'm just not excited by it at all. I just, I mean, like I say it's just the Avengers, but with worse characters. Why would you want to play that? Uh, I guess there's still a lot to learn about this game. Um, sure. Yeah. With Avengers, obviously the beta is currently going on. It's getting mixed reviews at the moment. People are either loving it or really, really not liking it. People are comparing it to The Division, which is quite interesting. Wow, okay. Um, so, you know, Suicide Squad, they're a team. So, assumedly, there are multiplayer components in this thing. What do you um, think? Yeah, unless you jump between characters depending on levels or... I don't know. Um, Toby, have you got any thoughts on Rocksteady making a Suicide Squad game? Yeah, I mean, when when we first heard this rumour, I don't know if you remember, I was saying that um, imagine an Arkham Asylum or, you know, an Arkham City game with Harley, for example, or Joker or whatever. But I, I think of Harley when I think of the Suicide Squad, just because she's completely taken over that IP herself. Um, 
But I just think you know the the, the rhythm combat of um, of Batman would suit very nicely with a great big hammer or whatever for for Harley jumping around all of that stuff. She does all that kind of acrobatic stuff in the in the recent Birds of Prey film as well. Um, and I, I just think that'd be a lot of fun. I, I'm not sure how they would do the. I wonder if it's like a you know I, I can only base it on other Rocksteady games rather than basing it on the Avengers game. But if it's like other Rocksteady games and Batman games, then you know are there going to be stealth elements? Do you have a different team member from the Suicide Squad who's more of a stealth person, and then Harley is more of the combat? And you know do you, do you switch between them for different types of missions, for example? I really like the idea of hunting down the Justice League. I'm I'm not a DC fanboy at all, um, but when I see a good character like Harley, I, I definitely latch on to a good character. Um, but I have never really cared about, you know, the Justice League as a thing. Um, I like, you know, some of those characters, but the idea of hunting them all down sounds brilliant. I, I, I think that would be a great idea. I've, I've, I've kind of wanted that in, in the Batman for, in games originally, you know, like you could not just hunt the bad guys, but, you know, there'll be a scenario where they've been taken over, like you say, like Bizarro has taken them over, for example, and you've got to hunt the good guys down. What is it? Flash, Superman, Aquaman, uh, Wonder Woman. Um, Wonder Batman. Woman. Yeah, that'd be great fun to, to, you know, hunt them all down in this game. And and if it has the combat and the, and the you know, the awesome gameplay that Arkham Asylum and such had, then I'm all for it. Wasn't there... Um... As some DLC where you've got to play Harley Quinn on yeah, something. Yeah, you, you you could play as Harley in one of the either the last one or the one before. Yeah, there was definitely DLC yeah, where you played like as Harley. Yeah, Yeah, in one of the Batman games. Yeah, for sure. No, you, in Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight had a DLC where you could you play as Harley? Could you? Yeah, you I could play as Harley. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I, remember. I, I, I remember. thought it was another story it. where you play as Robin and. You, yeah, there was there was yeah, various. You could play as Nightwing and Robin and such, but there was definitely Harley as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you sounded really good. Cool. You can play as Robin. <laughs> Sorry, but, Dad. Did my voice go wrong? <laughs> you just kind of went all like condescend. <sighs> you can play as Robin. I oh, know. Come on, it. man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, Toby. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My um, my last thought on this is that maybe it's a bit of a bait and switch. Um, so it could be that it's a Batman game in all but name, and that he has been forced to team up with the Suicide Squad. Dun, See what dun, I mean? Dun. So I just wonder if it is actually an Arkham game, and it's just, yeah. Oh my god. We have to also like... think that you know, are they going to produce just another like game that's like Batman with stealthy things? And I mean, I'm sure they got this something different, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I, it's different. I, I imagine it'd be multi things depending on who you play as. Like Deadshot will be Hitman style, long sniping. Yeah. Uh, Croc will be Hulk. Do you remember Hulk the? Oh crap! What were they called? Ultimate, not Ultimate Destruction. Um, oh, PS3, wasn't it? Ultimate Alliance? Oh, no, no, there was, was a Hulk game on the PS2. The PS2, yeah. Oh. All the buildings kept falling down and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you, you could, like, run at buildings and, like, smash the buildings, and I suddenly sound like a teenager again now. Um, if I knew the name of it, I'd condescendingly say it like a dad. <laughs> it's actually called this. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you play as you, you, you can smash buildings up. So I imagine, like, croc sections would be, like, not taking buildings down, but, you know, causing mayhem and eating people you know but it so, just doesn't sound exciting does it it's you know we've, we've seen it a million times before but I, if i was going to do like a multifaceted beat them up with different characters i want to be the characters that we all know and love like the actual justice league or the avengers not not bloody deadshot and bloody killer croc it's just i, I can't see it i, 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 mean, I think toby's on something with the old bait and switch i think it's just like something against the, the suicide squad because if you think like, the suicide squad film tanked so did the uh, Harley Quinn film, really. 
Um, so it's not it's not really a popular big thing right now. Whereas, well, actually, nothing with DC is particularly popular. Um, I don't know. They've put their it's hand weird, in the ring, haven't they, with with Suicide Squad? If they, if they started this four and a half years ago, whatever it was, at the time when Suicide Squad hadn't yet tanked and when the Harley Quinn movie hadn't even happened, you know, they, they're probably banking on it being a great IP by this point. But instead, it's going to be more like a Hail Mary that, you know, can we make it into a great IP instead? So yeah. it, it could still be great because Rocksteady have made, you know, a number of really great games. And I, I still have faith in them. It was originally being developed by WB Montreal, who made Origins, um, to be released around the same time as the Suicide Squad movie. Really? That's taken and a long time. Yeah, the Suicide Squad movie obviously <laughs> was a giant pile of ass. And so, assumedly, they took it back to the drawing board and Rocksteady took it over. They must have had an idea that they liked and just have been yeah. stuck with it now. I think that's probably been a delay because maybe they've only been working on it for two or three years at this point, even though we've not heard from them for a while. It's, uh, yeah, there's a big story uh, behind the, the, the history of this one. I mean, I think there's something to look forward to in this. I think Rocksteady are back. I mean, that's worth shouting from the rooftops about. And regardless of what it is i think there's probably going to be elements where you can play as the justice league in some form i think you're going to be able to jump between the two is it tied to the arkham world will it be the same batman i mean that's interesting to to consider um at least on my end anyway um that, will it be that harley will it be that joker is hamill going to come back you know there's there's a lot to consider and i think it's quite exciting but yeah i've been watching the avengers gameplay and oh, i don't know I, just, I don't get excited about it i don't know why i'm, I'm going to jump into the open beta at the end of the month and see what it's like but is, is the suicide squad going to be like the like avengers like mike paul said is it going to be where you switch between it just in you know mission by mission you switch between different people because that's clearly uh, what's happening isn't it i mean it's all it's all games as a service avengers so you know your your four friends are your avengers so one person plays as um kamara and then someone else will be Black Widow, someone else is Hulk. I've only seen what well, if you're playing that. single player? Uh, it would appear you're there's on. A, there's a story. There's a story mission. You know, a campaign, isn't there? So you must be playing as these different characters in different missions. That's what I'm yeah. sort of getting. Oh, at, I see. Yeah. See what I mean. um, yeah. Because I, I, I probably so. won't play the multiplayer that much. <laughs> no, no. It's, I mean, um, it, looks, it looks like a lot of effort, to be honest, and it mm. looks very repetitive. So I hope Rocksteady don't go down that route. But if they are looking for a direct competition, then Suicide Squad is probably the, the the easy choice. But, you know, poor Paul. All he wants is a good Superman game. <laughs> That's all he's ever wanted. I know, right? <laughs> For decades. <laughs> but when you... Um, when you um, I've, I've watched a few uh, YouTube videos and things about the history of Superman video games, and there have been so many that have got to a point where they, they uh, you know, playable. But they've never released them. There's been loads. What we know about, really, is the N64, the scrolling beat-em-ups, and Superman Returns, that's the only ones we know about. But behind all that, there have been so many different Superman games got into a point uh, where they're playable and have some really good ideas, and they just don't get released. Um, so it's it's an enigma why... Well, it's not really because, you know, Superman's too powerful, but I don't know. I don't know. Enigma is uh, Riddler, not Superman. Is there just it's something okay. to... It was a joke. Superman. You missed it. Don't worry. Yeah, no, no, I got it completely. <laughs> <laughs> enigma. Is there just something with with <laughs> Superman that makes him like just a, a very difficult character to make into a video game that's compelling? So because you say he's, like, he's, he's too powerful, he's, he's immortal. When he was when he was created back in the forties or fifties, he was like that all amazing hero. And then of course people realised that he was 
quite boring after a while when you've got different characters coming out that have got different yeah. abilities and villains and stuff. They realised that Superman was kind of boring. And like you said, these had a lot of trouble. They probably had a lot of trouble with flight as well back in you know a lot of the know, time. Superman sixty four now did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, Superman returns now now to kind of power Superman by having the city rob you know Ryan Rand in having an energy bar, which I thought was a great idea. So you know, you have to go fly around and you know fight crime kind of thing. But if you fly around being a dick, the city dies and you don't. So it's, it's, it's a nice, that was a nice mechanic I thought, which is a good way of sort of keeping the powers at, you know under control, so to speak. That's cool. It was cool. Mm, yeah. Um, it's just 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 to uh, clarify, uh, the Harley Quinn DLC was Harley Quinn's Revenge on Batman Arkham Knight. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, mixed things right now. There's obviously very little to go on. Um, August 22nd, we're going to see first footage from it and uh, see what this thing's all about. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get excited. We'll see. I want you to be excited about Rocksteady. You love Rocksteady. I do. I do. I love all their Batman games. But, you know, um, game, gaming's changed a lot, you know, in recent. I mean, when Batman uh, came out, it was almost like a Metroid game, wasn't it? Um, and Occam City, was, they were great. And again, going back to, you know, maybe I'm just getting old. Uh, you know, it's fine. I am old. Um, but you know, I like going back to a time when games were just games. There's nothing more about it. It really wasn't too much kind of crap. Um, so Batman was Batman. It's great. And now, like, you know, if, if what you're saying, like, Avengers is like the division. It's just going to be a grind fest. I'm not interested. It's just too much. Just give me a game that's fun. You know what I mean? It's, 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 that's the problem I have with gaming at the moment. I think it's just not. It, I think developers are trying to like create the biggest, grandest, most spectacle, spectacular thing, and they're forgetting that it's just a game. You know, like Rockstar, the worst at it. They're, what's it called? The, their engine? What's it called? Their remote? Is it? No, I can't remember. Yeah, you play. If you played uh, San Andreas, for example, you had rocket packs. You had all sorts of crazy shit going on. It was a lot of fun. Then you've got GTA 4 and 5. They're so serious and frankly dull. So, anyway, I'm having a little rant off topic. Carry on. <laughs> I think Paul was excited uh, earlier in the podcast about Ghost of Tsushima, but <laughs> yeah. come down from there. <laughs> yeah, because that's uh, it, it's a single-player driven narrative game, which is exactly. what we all want. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Yeah. I mean, I personally, if Suicide Squad ends up, turns out to be an online multiplayer game as a service thing, I will be disappointed. And I will be sad that Rocksteady have kind of moved away from their single-player stories because, you know, Arkham, Asylum, City, they're both, you know, they're two of the best games released in the last 15 years. So it's... The uh, worst thing that could happen is it turns into a fucking Fortnite clone. Well, <laughs> Suicide Squad Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did that oh, with man. that Gotham How City Imposters, they didn't they? <laughs> oh, man, Gotham City Imposters, that died as soon as it came out, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Rockstar engine is called the Rockstar Advanced Game Engine, or Rage. Rage, that was it. Yeah, that's just, that's ruined all their games, that is. Fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Red Dead 2 looked quite nice. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. They look beautiful, but... You, Wait, Rockstar or Rocksteady? What are we on about? Rockstar, sorry. Rockstar, Rockstar, Rockstar right. Yeah. yeah, their games look beautiful, don't get me wrong, but uh, the, the controlling of the main characters is absolute dog shit. Oh, it's just walking up them bloody hills, mate. It's too realistic. Oh, I know, right? Why don't, <laughs> why don't I realistically walk up a hill? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, it's a video game. I want to run up a hill and fall down it about dying. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> it never gets old. Uh, right then, uh, finally, let's move on very quickly to um, Apple being dicks. 
in the xCloud Game Pass um, universe. There's not a massive lot to go on, but Microsoft are basically blaming Apple for not allowing Game Pass and xCloud on their services, essentially saying each game has to be individually reviewed by a system which no other people have in place except for Apple, and Apple aren't budging on this. So it looks like Game Pass and Edstout won't be available on iOS devices, including iPhones and iPads, maybe ever for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Isn't that massively surprising, though? Because it's always been a Microsoft-Apple feud, isn't it? So is it really going to surprise anyone that Apple's gone, oh, Microsoft, no? I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's surprising, but it's like, it's annoying. come on, guys. Come on, guys. Considering you know? iPads would be the perfect medium to play it on. Yeah. I mean, there's not really any other tablets that can rival the iPad. You know, there are Samsung ones and there are Razer ones, but they're not. They're just not iPads. They don't run as smoothly as they ever will. No. And yeah, Game Pass on an iPad that you can take anywhere. Yes, please. Perfect. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, we'll call it as a as the Apple whore. I'm going to you a lot tonight because I'm talking DC and Apple, basically your podcast. <laughs> this week i know you're not massive into the, the the game pass thing but it is a great service and do you think that this is gonna do you think this will kind of like temper people away from apple moving forward if you want to get well, first of all don't you dare call apple dicks okay um well that's exactly what they're doing they're being dicks yeah right? no, i know i know uh, well no i'd say it's a tricky one you see because um the thing that make apple apple is that they are uh very enclosed um and that's uh, stood them in good stead for like, many, many years, obviously. So, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not surprised that they won't do it. I, I am a little bit gay because I, I, I do like Game Pass. And it's, it's a great idea. Uh, yeah, so Apple have always had this kind of enclosure. So uh, everything's Apple. They have these very stringent uh, uh, processes on the App Store. Stood them in good stead up to this point. Um, and they're now, they're now promoting the fact that they're ecosystem as it's called is now the most private most safe most secure and they're really building it up now on apple so um i'm not surprised um but also at the same time don't forget apple got apple arcade which they are probably going to try and promote and let's face it apple arcade's okay but if you have game pass next to it you're never going to use apple arcade so i can understand it from their service point of view that why they won't um have xcloud um financially they probably won't make any money from it uh or don't need any money from it um so there's, there's no real advantage for them to put a third party application or program into their very tight ecosystem that everyone who buys apple stuff has apple stuff for everything it's their ecosystem and that's what apple thrives on so bringing a microsoft product into their ecosystem is probably going to get, goes against everything they've been building up over probably like, like since the iPhone got released, I, I guess. Um, so it's a shame because um, I, I I wouldn't be able to play XCloud on anything because I have uh, Apple computers and iPads and a phone, um, so I wouldn't be able to play it. I'm going because I think you know XCloud and Game Pass combined is phenomenal. Um, it's just you know I, I I could live without it because <laughs> because um, I'm with Apple and I'm a dick basically. Finally confirmed on this week's yes. episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs> now we're <a> Metacritic. <laughs> Metacritic's Paul Collett admits he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, this is the weird thing, because Stadia isn't on iOS either, is it? It is. What's uh, Stadia? But I've never, <laughs> never been able to get it to work. So, yeah. 
So yeah, that's, like, good. that's a good point. Yeah, Stadia. I don't know why, you know, maybe because it's a Google thing, because you can get a lot of Google apps on your iPhone, mm. pretty much all of them, in fact. So Yeah, it seems like these uh, these these game streaming services are just Apple are just veering away from them. Well, they have their Apple, they have their own Apple gaming, which is mobile-based gaming only. So it's not really a direct competition, but I see that, like I say, if you have xCloud sitting next to your Apple Arcade app, you're going to go for xCloud, aren't you? You're going to play... You're going to play um, you know, whatever the latest X uh, you know, Forms of Seven or whatever it is. You can play that on your on your iPhone. Why are you going to play bloody Spelunky on mobile or whatever? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's a good point, and it doesn't look like it's going to get uh, sorted anytime soon. There is the only workaround is that you can there may be a browser a browser option, so you can use Safari to use Game Pass or XCloud. Um, that's a possibility. It's the only way seemingly at the moment that Microsoft can get the service onto iOS devices. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's the same Stadia as well. I know there is a Stadia app, so I couldn't get it working, but I could get it working on Safari. So, Yeah, there we go. Anyway, yeah, there's not much more to it than that, but sorry, iOS users, you're out of luck on this one. All 44% of the entire market <laughs> that uh, Apple, are, Apple are freezing out of allowing access to, which is just really strange. Uh, Toby, Greg, got any thoughts on this? No, not really. I don't really subscribe to a lot of Apple products. I've got an iPod. That's it. I think Paul has said it all. Um, it would kill mobile gaming, and that's what they want to. That's what they're really trying to push, they isn't it? They do have that, don't they? Yeah. So I just think it would kill it because a hardcore, you know, hardcore games like that are just so much better. And this is why I don't use mobile gaming hardly at all. But um, yeah, no, I don't really subscribe to Apple much anymore since I bought my Samsung. Um. I used to have them. I used to have an iPad and then they stopped supporting it and it slowly died. And, you know, that's the end. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I've fallen out of love with Apple. It's the worst, isn't it? When they stop supporting. Yeah. Go, oh, well, well, I've got to spend another four hundred on a new def- one. Yep. Defunct <laughs> tablet now. Yeah. Thanks for that. i got a sexy Android phone, so I'm going to play them until the cows come home. Exactly. Same, excited. same here. I'm going to play them on my big TV. Because I have an yeah. Xbox. Yeah. Game Pass. <laughs> 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 there you well, go. Like, I, think, I think you said last week, Ross, didn't you? Um, if xCloud and Game Pass can come on a dongle, like, I think you said that last week, yeah, week yeah, before. Yeah. That'd be yeah, great. I mean, Throw out the TV. Sure. I think it's Phil Spencer's goal in the end just to get Game Pass on everything. Mm. And, you know, why not? So, we, really, we really need to think of... Um, of xbox and microsoft as like a games as service model rather than a console model i was watching a great thing about um from on ign to be honest about the console wars just today and they 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 really put it on the on the line that it's sony are trying to run a you know a console war again and xbox are just not even in the same war they're not part of the same thing at all they're running a games as service they're running towards xbox and game pass and all these things that we keep talking about um, and if you want to use their hardware, fine. They don't really care. And whereas Sony's like, buy our hardware, buy our hardware. You will get great games if you buy our hardware. It's a very different business yeah. model. Yeah, it's a very strange thing that Microsoft are up to, and it could be the future. It, could. it might not be, but it could be. So we'll see. PlayStation now needs to compete with Game Pass at some point. Well, that's that's the, the thing. Does does Sony even care to compete on a completely different ballpark like that? I don't that's know if the thing. Do. Yeah. Microsoft have subscribers. PlayStation have people that individually buy their single player games. Yeah, exactly. Throughout the generation, and PlayStation seemed completely content with that. You know, they knocked that they they halved the price of PlayStation Now last year, 
from £80 a year to £40 a year, which is a, a major move, and they started putting bigger games on it. But those games are temporary. They're only there for two or three months. And now they've gone again. And so it's... I don't know. It's a weird service. Anyway, we'll get into it again. Again, surely at some point. All right, then we'll go straight to Out This Week. And Out This Week... Well, yeah, probably good, because there's loads out this week. Maybe not anything you want to play, but there's loads of games out this week. Um, August the 11th, Brunch Club comes to PS4 and Xbox One. I don't know what that is. Uh, but August the 11th also sees Hyperscape, Ubisoft's free-to-play Battle Royale, which oh, I've no doubt... this week. This well, week. It'll be interesting to see if that flops or does well. Hmm. It's free, which has got one up on, you know, Rocket Arena. Yeah. So <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I imagine myself and Sean are going to jump into that big time. So we'll see how that goes. Um, August 11th also sees Prehistoric Dude come to PC. August 12th, Volta X comes to Switch. Banner of the Maid comes to PS4 and Switch. Escape from Teddy's comes to Xbox One. Prehistoric Dude also comes to PS4 and Xbox One. Metamorphosis, which is a game we've been hearing about for ages, comes to PS4 and PC on August 12th as well. And so does Zero Strain on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, August 13th, there's a lot coming out on the 13th, so I'm just going to go through them one by one. Uh, Boomerang Foo. I don't know what that is. It looks like Fruit Ninja. Like a Fruit Ninja platformer. Interesting. Uh, Bite the Bullet comes to PC and Switch. Troy, Total War Saga, which Toby can't run on this PC. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. They, we tried. Sega was like, here, have a code. And we're like, nah. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Darkestville Castle, which I'm currently reviewing, is coming out on the 13th, so look out for that. Look out for my review on that. Also, that day, Double Kick Heroes comes out for the Switch, Woo! which is going to be, uh, yeah, look out for uh, Greg's opinion on that very, very soon. Feria, uh, Feria, coming to Switch on Xbox One. Through the Darkest of Times comes to Xbox Zero Strain and Kill It With Fire, that PC game where you go into houses and kill a bunch of spiders with flamethrowers. That's coming out that day as well. And also Ever Forward on PC. And unbelievably, more Dying Light DLC comes out on the 13th. Dying What's Light is the game Dying... that keeps on giving. That's a five year old game as well. God, that came out in 2014. 2014? 15, was it? I want to say 2015, but don't quote me. I think for a long time, anyway. It's been out for a long time. And more DLC called Hell Raid is coming to it this week. My God, you got your money's worth there, didn't you? Jesus Christ. And it is a good game. Yeah, it's great. I think they're just stalling because Dead Island 2 still hasn't come out yet. Mm. Scared the shit out of me, Dying Light, back in the day. Oh, I remember that. Oh, oh my God. I yeah, remember, um, again, I think. <laughs> you know, the, well, the the big mutated ones that come out at night? Yes. I, I somehow, I don't know if I bugged it or I got lucky, but I managed to hide under a porch and there was four of them. And I was just like, I had to keep moving sort of right to left to stop them just hitting me with their swipes. And obviously, like, there's a trophy for waiting out the nightfall, isn't there? But it was just like, <laughs> I remember hearing it, hearing one of those giant dudes and running and running and running and running and running. And then I looked back and I realized how close he was to me. And that's what made me scream the house down. Oh, I did not realize how look, close he was. You have a look was behind. Was that the last time yeah. Roscoe played scary games? Yep, I haven't played one since. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it, oh, yeah man it got me really good um august 14th ufc 4 comes out on ps4 xbox one pc mm-hmm. obviously the ea sports ones eastern exorcist which toby's playing uh preview is, yep it's out on august 14th so look out for some more on that very very soon dreamscaper is out on pc of tanks and demons 3 is coming out on xbox one and switch god what a week oh i'm, I'm not done yet 
Oh, well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Christ. Uh, 14th sees Lynn Path of Orchards come to Xbox One. August 14th sees the console release of that Dying Light DLC. Bite the Bullet comes to Xbox One. Car Mechanic Simulator Classic comes to Xbox One. Awesome. Uh, and so does Cooking Simulator. And Prehistoric Dude that we talked about earlier comes to Switch that day as well. And, uh, yep, that's your lot. Goodness me. There's not a whole lot in there that I'm really no, fired up a, about, though. It's a lot, but it's a bad week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know um, Sean really wants Metamorphosis, so I'm hopefully that's good for him. But not a lot I'm interested in. Yeah. I think um, I think Double Kick, Double Kick Heroes might be the uh, the game of the week there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of I've, I've heard better things about UFC 4 because the last one or two have been a bit crap. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hearing that this could have potential to be better. Like they revised it in the wake of the um, WWE games being rubbish. Yes. So it could, could potentially be good. And next week sees Rogue Legacy 2 and Battletoads. Oh, Battletoads. And Microsoft Flight Simulator, which all I hear about is this is the greatest thing ever made. So, you know. Comes on some ridiculous, like, 13 discs or something, yeah. if you'll get the uh, <laughs> the disc version. It's absolutely enormous. And on the 18th <laughs> is uh, Mortal Shell, which we're currently covering as well. Uh, so look yeah. out for that. That looks good. And, uh, yeah. And Peaky Blinders. So, yeah. The week after this is pretty good. But, uh, yeah, just play Fall Guys this week. You're fine. <laughs> Right, let's bring an end to this week's podcast. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Find our link tree in the description below. We are all over the place, including Metacritic now. You can go there. We're on fucking Metacritic! We're on fucking Metacritic, mate. Can you believe it? Yeah, it still hasn't quite sunk in. It's very, very cool. And so, yeah, our Metacritic link is in our link tree down below. So go straight there if you want to ever knows our reviews. Nudging up with the likes of The Guardian and IGN. Hey, look at us. We got there in the end, lads. We got there in the end. You can follow us all on Twitter individually, except for Toby, because he's smart and not on Twitter. Look for our uh, handles in the description below. And we'll see you next week for more gaming goodness. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you really like what we do, why not subscribe to our Patreon? It's one pound a month, and it is actually a pound now because I can do new currencies. Hooray! So yeah. Subscribe, subscribe to the Metacritic approved finger guns. Yes. Metacritic's finger guns which is what we're going to go by now, forever. <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful, but we'll rock on it. So it's goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. It is. Goodbye from Toby Anderson. Sayonara. Goodbye from Mr. Paul Collett. See you. And goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. Penis. God damn it. <laughs>